Welcome to the show. It's Out of Bounds with Dylan James. Beside me, as always, is my co-host, JT Taylor. JT, how's it going? I'm doing good, Dylan. How you doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. As always. You know, it's been a great week. A rainy week. Not as rainy as it has been, but a rainy week. I wanted to get over with. Yeah, I wanted to just we, go away. But we away. got a little more sunshine this week. So we, we did. We can't be too greedy. And at work at DVC, it's been pretty busy. So very, very, very busy. Not much time to go play, you know? No, <laughs> no. And especially with, we, we had a town hall yesterday, which was fun. We had a reception afterwards. But then um, Ann Bailey and I actually went to Typhoon Lagoon last night for a member. Oh, yeah. How was a that? Member. It, it was uh, Moonlight Magic. For DVC members, and we got tickets because we work at DVC. Uh, it was fantastic. It was awesome. We, we were there for about, what, three hours? Something like that. So, it was fun. We had a good time. So, we swam a lot. We saw the the executives, but I, you know, covered my face when I walked by them every time because I don't want them to see me in a bathing suit, so. Yeah. Oh, by the way, before we get started, I just want to mention that before I left today, Tammy tracked me down today. <laughs> And Tammy goes, JT, I just want you to know, I subscribe to your podcast, so oh. I'm going to listen to your show. Shout out to Tammy. I'm like, hashtag welcome home. Why, why not? Why not? <laughs> welcome home. <laughs> well, we have a very special guest on the show today. He is a baseball phenom. He played some very, very good baseball back in his high school days, middle school days. A lot of baseball, actually. He, he gave it all out there. Especially one game where he broke his leg and was on the field for 30 minutes waiting for a a helicopter to come pick him up. <laughs> he was playing in the middle of nowhere. And, uh, yeah, he got airlifted to a hospital, got his leg situated. Now he doesn't play baseball anymore. But he, he is at Florida, Florida, um, Florida Gators. He's one of the Florida Gators. And he is on the social media team for the Florida Gators. And, Formerly. Uh, Formally. I'm retired now. You're retired I'm already? Retired. <laughs> you were only there for a year. Two years. Oh. I thought it was one. Oh. But That's unfortunate. Well, but you're with another social media now, right? Well, I work for the psychology department for the University there of Florida. There you now. go. Okay. I knew you still worked with the social media. Anyway, John Cameron is our guest today, and he is Ann Bailey's brother. So, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's That's about it. So that's my only qualification to be on this podcast. It is. is so it is no blood, blood relation. He, he has he has some great baseball knowledge. He did play the sport of baseball for quite some time. Yeah, I, I was a sport or I was a baseball phenom when I went one for six my senior year, then broke my leg the second game of the season. <laughs> well, so I hit one sixty seven. That's that's how good I was. And you played football. Oh, and I played football in eighth grade. I uh, I was a third string corner. And I um I wore number eighty eight, and <laughs> I played two de- or yeah I played two drives. Yeah. Um, first drive we played this really country team called Sumrall. I was playing outside corner, and they run the triple option. They ran it to me three times in a row, and I tackled all three times, and that was pretty cool. I was like, oh hey, I'm pretty good for a third string <laughs> corner playing this terrible team. Yeah. And then a couple weeks later, we played this uh, team, Forest County Agriculture High School. And they had this like six foot four kid in eighth grade. I don't know how, but he's playing wide receiver. And I was playing corner, and he catches one. He crossing route or something. He catches it, and he's running straight at me, open field. I'm like, oh man, I can just kill this guy right now. Me and my five foot two self in eighth grade. I'm like, I'm about to lay this guy out. I'm about to make a huge hit, save yeah. the team, save a touchdown. I get trucked. <laughs> Fantastic. And that was in your football career. And then they ran a two-point conversion to my side, and they scored, and, and I missed it. 
And then so you were play. never close to the second string or first string. Oh, I was actually second string for that summer all game because someone got injured and I just like slipped in there for that play because there was no other corner. So well, so I was second string, kind of. So that was the end of your football career. That was the end of my football. But you had career. a very successful baseball career up until you broke your leg. Uh, yeah, I'd say it was successful when I was younger. Okay, I was. I, mean, I was. I think I was pretty good in. Um, middle school then you would have built up momentum if you had not broken your leg yeah maybe i mean i was i was injured every single year in high school ninth grade i broke my thumb missed half the season 10th grade i had a heart condition where i missed three-fourths of the season 11th grade i injured my hamstring like three or four times making me miss the most of the season then finally my senior year i worked so hard for everything i was like man i can finally might be able to get a starting position and play second game break my leg (laughs) great well, you were you were just a little bit worse than Tim Tebow. Yeah. Well, I mean, he hit two twenty, and I didn't. You, do and as you good. only played one game. Yeah, that, that season. So <laughs> that I mean, didn't help. That's why you were one of one for six. I did get a double, so that was pretty. There good. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Very good. Well, JC, I'm glad you're on the show today. So let's start off with uh, some NFL news. Speaking of heart conditions, Nick Fairley from the Saints, he is going to be missing the 2017 season due to a heart condition. Um, and it looks like he might be the end of his career. So if he ends his career with this heart condition, what do you think will be in the record, will be in history of Nick Fairley? Like, what, what do you think he'll be known for if he retires? Do you think he'll actually go to the Hall of Fame? Do you think he's a Hall of Fame player? Um, what do you guys think? I mean, how long was he in the league? What, four years maybe? Yeah, he wasn't in the league that long. I mean, he's not, he played with the Lions, and, that, and he was pretty good with the Lions. Yeah, he's not going to be Hall of Fame, but he, he could have potentially. He was a great defensive tackle. JT, what do you think about this? Um, it's unfortunate. Obviously, I, I want to wish him the best and hope that everything's okay. Checks out because you know heart conditions. It, it, it's tough. We saw recently with, with Chris Bosh with his situation now with the Miami Heat and how that affected him in his playing career. So, I hope hopefully everything works okay with Nick Fairley, and hopefully he'll get back to play at some point. But uh, in the meantime, you know, just wishing the best of luck and hoping you take care of his health, and we'll hopefully see him back next season, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. Um, on to Tom Brady and the New England Patriots, because all football talk always ends with New England Patriots. Uh, he was voted by peers as the league's top player in 2016-2017. Tom Brady is a system QB. Okay. So you don't think he would be as good... Outside of New England. Oh, if Tom Brady was not drafted by the Patriots, he wouldn't be in the league for more than three years. Okay. I mean, he's thrived in the system, and yeah. that's great, but besides that, but he do you wouldn't think he, be doing do, much. But do you think he's gained knowledge playing in that system yes. to be to where he could be a starting quarterback pretty oh, much anywhere he went? Now he probably he could be a quarterback from what he's learned in the Bill Belichick system. Yeah. But if he didn't even start for Michigan. He was a, he split time with some other guy. I don't even know his name was. Well, that's but, why he was drafted so late, too, is because yeah. he wasn't playing. I mean, he was a trash athlete, too. Do you remember his combine? Yeah, oh, yeah. And, yeah, and, like and, he, and his pictures at the combine are absolutely hysterical to look at. Compared if, to what he looks like now, it's, it's very, very funny. If he would have been drafted by the Chargers or the Saints or the Bengals or any other team, he would not be in the league. He'd be out in two years and no one would know his name. Yeah, his Michigan sc- fans wouldn't even know his name. His scouting report was just like, lean, lanky guy, just can't run. He's not athletic at all. He's not going to make it in the league. And, I mean, he's made it in the league. I mean, but now he's incredible. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I think that if he went anywhere right now, I think he'd improve he'd... any almost any team. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But the Patriots, though, with their system, they make any quarterback look good, though, really. Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. 
whoever I can't remember his name, but the, the third string quarterback had to Jacoby play against, against, yeah, against Houston. I mean, former Florida quarterback before he transferred and then had extreme success at NC State. Thanks, most champ. Yeah, jerk. Oh wait, I take that back. Wasn't Tim Tebow with the Patriots for a bit? For he like was. three weeks. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was signed to keep Aaron Hernandez under control. Because, oh but, yeah, that, yeah, that still that didn't, didn't work out. That didn't help. Rip. That didn't help. Yeah, rip. Um, so, yeah, Tom Brady, uh, it's no surprise that he got this this honor. He's, he's a phenomenal quarterback. I think that he makes the game exciting. And, you know, the Patriots, they are this dynasty team that everyone hates. I don't hate the Patriots. I actually like Tom Brady a lot. He's actually a very, very good player. He seems like a really nice guy on and off the field, too. Uh, So I I think that he has a very bad rep in New England when it comes to people outside of New England judging that team. But, you know, I I think that he's a great player. I think that he deserved the league's top player honors because fantastic. fantastic. Oh, I I love the Patriots. I love watching them and what they do. I mean, I'm not a fan. I'm a Saints fan. But I love, I respect what they do and what they've done for the past 15 years. The thing that's terrible about the Patriots is their fans. Their fans are trash for the most part. True. Well, it's like you look at any other sport. So, NFL, it's the Patriots. Mm -hmm. You look at NHL, Chicago Blackhawks fans, Pittsburgh Penguin fans. You look at MLB Who'd you say? Yankees fans? Yeah, they're not the best. They're not the best at all. So, you know, th- there are fan bases out there that are like that. that yeah, then are... NBA would be Lakers fans. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like Lakers. But, I mean, recently they haven't been as good, so I don't think the fans have been that mm. bad recently. I think that if you looked at the in the NBA right now to find a team that has the worst fans, it would probably be Golden State. Currently, probably, I would yes. probably say Golden State has the worst fans as of right now because they're so successful, it's going to their head, and they just are I mean, awful. but they have... Can you was, blame them, though? No, you can't <laughs> blame them. They have a great team. They have great players on that team, but... I mean, they had probably the best uh, playoff run in NBA history. Yeah. I mean... Probably? And, and they've been Whether to... Whether we compare it to them going 12-0 and and then going... Four and one against the Cavs. Yeah, and they've been, the James, fi- they've been the, the best three player times. of all time. Uh, don't best player of all time. Uh, I think MJ would probably have to say something uh, about that. Better score, maybe. Yeah, yeah. We're not. We're not here to discuss we're that. Here it's, to discuss it's overstated. That. No, it, it is, and we know how much I hate LeBron James. I love LeBron James. Vince Young is upset that Ryan Fitzpatrick is a starting quarterback in the league. Well, he's not starting as a backup. Well, he was. Uh, yes, as, he was. As recent as last year, he's upset Ryan Fitzpatrick was a starting Tampa quarterback as recent as last year. Mm-hmm. Now he's with the Tampa Bay Bucks as the backup quarterback there with Jameis Winston. Do you think Vince Young should be upset about this, or do you think that he's just crying over spilled milk? No, Vince Young was trash, and Ryan Fitzpatrick has somehow been able to get a contract in the NFL. Is that the word of the night, trash? <laughs> yes, it is. It is Ryan trash. Fitzpatrick has somehow... Right. Curse of the trash. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick has somehow been able to find or get a contract for, what, 12 years now? You're, you can't... Like, you have somewhat of skill, some, like, value if you're able to stay in the NFL for 12 years when the average NFL career is two and a half years now. Fitzmagic, man. Fitzmagic. Fitzmagic. Well, I think Vince Young's point was, was he was talking about that you have... Well, he misstated. He said, oh, Ryan Fitzpatrick had the most interceptions. He did not. He had 17. He was third. So I think Phillip Rivers had more than he did. But personally, I mean, I love Vince Young. Yes, he went to my favorite team, the Texas Longhorns. Yep, he hook did. Hook him, hook him. But. Hook him. But 
To me, Vince Young had his chance, okay? You were the starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. You won Rookie of the Year or Offensive Rookie of the Player of the Year your first season, and you won uh, Offensive Rookie of the, uh, uh, Player of the Year in 2009. And okay? he went to the Pro Bowl his and first year, too. he went to the too. Pro Bowl, okay? You had your chance, and then you go throw your your shoulder pads in the stands. You, you, you tell Jeff Fisher to this and that and get out of town, and... Then you can't stay healthy, and then your last job was with in the Canadian Football League with the Saskatchewan it's Roughriders. His, it's his, still his job. He's no, still, he got, no, he, he got, got cut. He got cut. He got waived. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. He tore his hamstring. Hamstring. He got cut. Breaking news. How trashed are you? It's your Vince Young. Who did he win the Heisman? Yes, he did. Yeah, he won the Heisman. He's a Heisman winner. Yeah, but he won that Rose Bowl game too, man. That was a killer game. Ten years ago, he was a Heisman winner, and you get cut by the CFL after five weeks because you had a hamstring injury. That's how bad he was. That's awful. Or I, bad he you know, is. You know, that I didn't even hear that story, and it's just because he was in the CFL and it was trash. <laughs> it was hidden. That was a hidden story. He well, called him garbage. He called the, the CFL garbage? No, he called Ryan Fitzpatrick a garbage uh, quarterback. And also, I think he went off on Jeff Fisher in that article as well. Jeff Fisher's one of the, the most overrated coach of all time. Yes. Mr. 7-9 and nine for life. I think oh, that he would have done better with the I Titans. I stand corrected. Vince Young was a Heisman Trophy nominee in 2005. I think okay. Reggie Bush was that. I think Yeah, that was Liner. Reggie's year. Was that that was the, Reggie's oh, year. no, no. That yeah. one actually didn't exist because the NCAA oh, that's took right. that that's one that's right. Yeah, he definitely didn't win. They took away all those stats and the yards and so Vince national Young championship won. appearance. No, Vince Young still shouldn't have won. That was, that's Reggie's Heisman. <laughs> Reggie Bush. Greatest running back in college football history. Okay. Bo Jackson? Uh, uh, of, two, of the 2000s. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's what I'd like to hear. <laughs> so I think that Jeff Fisher would have done better with the Titans if he had an owner that was willing to spend money. I think he would have gone down as a better head coach than he has so far. And even if, even if you look at Los Angeles or when it was St. Louis, they weren't spending that much money on offense. They were spending more money on defense which Jeff Fisher is a defensive coach, yes, mm-hmm. but I think that if if he had a, an owner that was willing to spend money and bring in an offensive guy that could put a system in place that could actually work, I think that Jeff Fisher would have probably had a more successful career. But that's just me. I mean, I mean people people still want him to be on their team. Like people still look for him uh, to be a coach anywhere, not even a head coach, um, just like an assistant or something, because he does have some traits to bring to the table that are actually very good traits to have on a Super Bowl caliber team. So, I don't know. I mean, I like Jeff Fisher when he was in Tennessee. All I know is I have no respect for Jeff Fisher because on Hard Knocks when he was with the Rams, mm-hmm. they uh, generally they when they show the players getting cut, it'd be, they'd be in the coach's office. Jeff Fisher was wearing flip-flops, sits a guy down and cuts him. How do you wear flip-flops when you cut a guy and ruin his livelihood? You're wearing flip-flops. Put on a pair of Nikes. It was probably because he... He had a surfboard in the background. How do you have a surfboard in your... Oh, wait, no, they're in Los Angeles. Yeah, they're in Los Angeles. Still. They probably just got off the practice field. You're a head football coach. Why do you have a surfboard? He was just wanting to to wear some flip-flops that day. Jeff Fisher is from California originally, I believe. And he did went to USC. It was casual Friday. Okay. (laughs) There's no such thing as casual Friday in the NFL. (laughs) Wear a pair of tennis shoes. Please. All right. That's my hot take on Jeff Fisher. Wear a pair of tennis shoes. Now on to some former NFL players. Another one. Uh, Michael Vick just played in his inaugural flag football game last night and lit the field on fire. Literally. 
No, I'm just kidding. He just threw it around, the ball around a lot, and had 547 yards passing and eight touchdowns. Although, he did not get MVP of the game because former Bears, Bills, and Buccaneers tight end Evan Rodriguez won the MVP with nine catches, 210 yards, and four touchdowns. So, is this the revival of Michael Vick? Are we going to see him on an NFL field anytime soon? (laughs) Yeah, uh, same time Johnny Manziel will be back on the roster. (laughs) Also Vince Young. Also Vince Young. Also Tim Tebow. Oh. No, 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 (laughs) and no. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think he's coming back either. But it's kind of cool that it's a flag football. I mean, it's something to watch in between... The, the you know NBA and NHL ended at the same time this year, so those are not on TV. The drafts are already done. NFL is a, f- a few weeks away, a few months away. So it's something to watch in the summer. I mean, if the flag football thing actually did come to fruition next season, this was kind of a game just to you know test the waters to see if actually something could happen. And I think that I think it could happen successfully. I've never heard of it until we talked about it right now. Really, really. Hmm. It's the UF. I think it's the UFFL or something like that. Who else is in this league besides Michael Vick? Um, Evan Rodriguez. <laughs> I have no idea who that is. I think it was Terrell Owens too. Terrell Owens was there last night as well as a really? wide receiver. I, be- I believe so. I thought isn't he still playing in the CFL? Uh, I don't. I don't know. No, don't that's, that's so. Chad Johnson. That's sorry. Chad Johnson. Yeah, Chad Johnson. I get them mixed up. Yeah, because I I think the Terrell Owens is in the, the flag football. <laughs> He's in the flag football football league. So okay, it's pretty cool though. I mean, I think it's something that could be not the arena football. No, 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 not that at all. Because that was, we all know how that one went, and especially the XFL. Remember the XFL? Mm-hmm. Yep. That was a weird. Arena football league still going on. Though. It is still going on. I mean, but, five teams, I remember yeah. back in like what 2008, 2005, whenever it started getting. It was uh, a huge when it got craze. Stopped, everyone was like, "Oh, this is going to be the next NFL. It's going to be the greatest league ever." And it's like, "Oh, I saw a game in March that they were playing. Oh, I'm bored at 2 p.m. on a Saturday. I'm, I guess I'll watch this." Yeah. I mean, we had a flag football team here in Orlando. It was the Orlando Predators. Actually, they stole the name from the Nashville Predators, but they. <laughs> actually went under this past season. Yeah, that's they folded. They folded last season. So, um, yeah, and it's not really doing that well. But you, you look at these things like the three-on-three basketball tournament with, uh, ice, uh, with Ice Cube and yeah. stuff. and That's going to make it. That's going to make it. I think it's going to make it. And you see flag football. Because they already have these. TV contracts and everything. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, they definitely do. But you see this flag football thing, too. I mean, if you have all these star players from yesteryear, I think that people are actually going to want to watch that. You know what I mean? I think that it's, it might be an older demographic watching it. But still, I mean, it's it's these you know superstar players of like I said yesteryear that are playing football again. I think it's gonna be pretty cool to watch. I'm still waiting on the NFL to make a minor league system. They should. They really need to. I mean, you just make one minor league team per like per NFL team. Yeah. And you could have guys like Johnny Manziel or whatever play for those teams and maybe make it back to the NFL. Maybe not sell some tickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's a great idea. Um, and I think they've looked into that too. They haven't really. Yeah, you said have it in during the it. spring, and you get at least some TV time from that, and you keep the NFL year round even more. Yeah, because uh, the NFL is the best about keeping their sport in the news year round. They are. That they would are. help even more. Definitely, definitely. So let's move on to a sport that doesn't like to keep their name in the news as often as the NFL. The NBA. Uh, Russell Westbrook obviously won the MVP this season for the NBA. Uh, JT, what are your thoughts on that one? No, he clearly deserved it. I know there's a lot of talk about him and. LeBron James and James Harden, but there's no question Russell Westbrook was the best player in the league this year, getting triple du- triple digits and 
all these points in these games, and he was the reason why Oklahoma City made the playoffs. If it wasn't for him, they would be nowhere close to making the playoffs. Yeah. And everyone thought the Thunder were going to be really bad when Kevin Durant left, but Russell Westbrook is the reason why they didn't. And I think there's been a lot of talk that he wants to stay. I know there were, last I heard they're trying to work on an extension, but if Russell Westbrook stays... I think the Thunder, if they can get some pieces, they'll they'll still be a competitive team. But he clearly deserves it. I think it'll be uh, it'll take time though. It's kind of like the Lakers with Kobe Bryant. You know, the fat, the last few years of his career, um, he was the superstar on the team, and no one else around. They were just young players around him that weren't very good. That you know, you don't really know them as like household names. And uh, you see how they did. They didn't really do very well. So the, the the Thunder need to get pieces in there as quickly as possible in free agency, in the draft, because, you know, Russell Westbrook, he'll probably play there for, you know, I can see him playing there for two or three years. When's his contract up? I think it's up soon. Uh, JT, get the numbers on that if you don't mind, please. Yeah, I'll check it. Um, but I, I think it's up soon. And, you know, I I think that if he will, if if I were Russell Westbrook, I would probably say, look, I'm going to play one more year, and if it's not if it's not trending the way I want it to trend, I'm just going to leave it go somewhere. Oh, else. he's gone. He should go. I think he's gone either way. They're not going to bring in any pieces. They traded away all his best friends from that 2011 team. James Harden's gone because they want to pay him. Kevin Durant's gone. Serge Ibaka's gone. They have no one left except um, Stephen Adams. Yeah, and that's, and that's it's like what what can he really do to help Russell Westbrook? That's not going to help much at all. He doesn't even have to rebound. Russell Westbrook does that. Yeah, true. Uh, so where do you think he would go if he got traded? So, or if he got traded, or if he just left for somewhere? Where do you think he? Oh, would he's go? going to the uh, Lakers like every other big free agent ever. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. He's not going to Lakers. JT? He'll go wherever. So according to Spot Rack. Um, pulling up his contract info right now. So according to this, he has two more years left on his contract. He'll be an unrestricted free agent into 2019 after the 2018-2019 season. Okay. He has two years. I think that's what he's going to give him. He's going to say, look, two years, if you don't give me the pieces I need to become a championship caliber team, I'm going to leave. I mean, he actually, I know I was making fun of it earlier. He legitimately could go to the Lakers if they're better by that time. Yeah. Because I could see him going to a hot team because why would he go to a trash team when he can stay with Because he's going to be two years older by by that point. He's got to get get a ring eventually. Yeah, and I think he will. I think he's going to go ring chasing after his contract's up. Yeah. So whoever's hot. pull a Kevin Durant. Yeah. And go ring chasing. I respect it. Get that ring. Yeah, get it. I mean, you have a successful career, you have great numbers, but you just your team can never get to that point yeah. to where you win the ring. So plus, I he's mean, not hey, worried about money. He's no. got so many advertisement deals. He's got shoe deals. Probably he's. I mean, he already gets paid pretty well through the NBA contracts. Yeah. So I mean, go ring chasing. So Phil Jackson and the Knicks have agreed to part ways, and that means Carmelo Anthony is without a team president, team owner, or a team president. So. With this situation, do you think the organization in New York has the same feeling about Carmelo Anthony that Phil Jackson had, meaning that they want him to get they want him to go. They want him to go somewhere else. Well, last I heard when they broke the news yesterday was James Dolan, he's the owner of the New York Knicks, and he basically and whoever his constituents were decided, you know what? We're not gonna trade Christoph Porzingis and we're not gonna get rid of Carmelo Anthony. And if Phil Jackson doesn't see eye to eye what I want, then he has to go. And that's basically what they made that decision. And, 
the New York Knicks, let's face it, like they've been a laughing stock. He's been there for three seasons, three seasons, and f- over the three seasons he's been there, they've had more more than fifty losses every season. They're getting worse. They're not getting better. So Carmelo Anthony, look, you can say all you want about Carmelo. You should have left. You you should have not stayed for the money. I mean, yes, he is has a son now, so I think he wants to stay close to New York. So, of course, the only other option he could have gone to was Brooklyn. But why you want to go to Brooklyn? They got nothing going on there. And if I'm Carmelo, you might want to go to a winner. Uh, there's been a lot of speculation that if Phil Jackson was still there, he would have bought Carmelo's contract out, and then he would have sent him to Cleveland. That was the latest rumor. But now with this move, it looks like Carmelo is going to stay for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I, you know, I, I just... I didn't like Phil Jackson in New York anyway from the very beginning. I thought it was a, a terrible move. And, you know, just because he was a, a successful coach somewhere does not mean he's going to be a great team president somewhere. Well, we've seen this in sports. If Just because you're a famous player or, or you know, a coach doesn't transition to the office. We saw it was Mike Holmgren, great coach with the Seattle and Green Bay, but didn't get a job as a GM in Cleveland. We saw it with Wayne Gretzky, greatest hockey player in the world. Goes coach the Phoenix Coyotes, and they are bad for, like, three seasons so like you said just because you're a great coach or a great player doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna be such in the office yeah i agree i think it makes zero difference whether uh, uh, phil jackson's there or not because james dolan is still the owner and as long as he's the owner they're going to be horrible as they've been since the late 90s maybe yeah and he made one bad move in bringing phil jackson what makes you think he's gonna make good decisions from now on yeah. like it's did it's... he bring in isaiah thomas for something for a while i can't remember i think i heard it somewhere huh I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't follow Nick's basketball very closely. (laughs) I don't. I like winning teams. Yeah, I like winning teams. That's always a good thing to watch. Um, And also, last but not least, Chris Paul is heading to the Houston Rockets in a trade from the Clippers. Uh, What do you think about the chemistry between James Harden and Chris Paul? Do you think it's going to be smooth sailing from the first day, or do you think it's going to be kind of hard to get those two personalities to work with each other? I think it's going to take some time, but I think they'll figure it out how to make it uh, work. It's definitely a, a steal for the Rockets because, you know, the Spurs, the Nuggets were really pushing. I mean, the Spurs even said if, if Chris Paul would have hit the free agency market this Saturday, they had a deal in place to try to bring him over. So the Rockets beat him to it, and the Rockets is a big move. Um, they didn't have to give up some players like Beverly um, and a draft pick and a couple other key players, but... The Rockets had to do what they had to do to keep themselves competitive in the division because the Southwest Division is going to be very competitive with the Spurs, the Mavericks. I know they were down this year, but you know the Mavericks can be competitive. Of course, Memphis, Houston, New Orleans might be better next season. So the Rockets had to do what they had to do. So I think this is going to be a good move. And the Clippers, you can't blame them. They knew they were going to lose them, so you had to get something for him or you're going to let him go for nothing. Yeah, I agree. Um, so on to the NHL, we're going to talk about uh, a little bit about the draft. We're just going to do a quick hit on the draft. So JT, what was the, who was the player that was the biggest steal of the NHL draft in your opinion? Well, I think the biggest steal from the NHL draft from what I've heard about this past week was, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights when they trade up the 13 with the Jets to get a center Nick Suzuki. Uh, he went to Owen Sound for the Junior Hockey League. And Nick Suzuki, uh, he did very well. He had uh, 14 power play goals, uh, six winning goals throughout their season, uh, five shorthand goals. Uh, 
and he's been a, a very seller for the season for the uh, Owen Sound. And Vegas Golden Knights, they drafted uh, Glass as their top pick, uh, Cody Glass. Um, that was their first pick. So I think with those two young players and with all the picks they've gotten, uh, Vegas, they're going to be a, a, a bad team to watch for a couple seasons. But over time, I think they're going to turn it around and with these young players be good. Uh, hoping not as long as what happened with Edmonton with the Oilers, but yeah. I think they'll move much faster than the experts think. My um, my player that I picked for the biggest deal of the draft would have to be the Nashville Predators picking. Oh, should have known. <laughs> Ely Tolvanen. I probably completely butchered his name. Um, with the 30th pick in the NHL draft, they picked him. He is a uh, very offensive minded player, he's a forward from. The uh, Sioux City Musketeers of the United States Hockey League. He's 18. Um, he had 30 goals and 54 points for the Musketeers last season. And they scored. They ranked him at number 8 among North American skaters uh, per NHL Central Scouting. So he's a great player, it looks like. And he slid pretty far down to number 30. So the Preds were very fortunate to get a guy like that because we are trying to fill the void of James Neal, which I think we're going to go to the free agency market and still try to find a player there to fill James James Neal's shoes next season, but this guy it looks like he got rejected from Boston um, from Boston College, so it doesn't look like he's going to college. It looks like he's just going to be on the development team for the Preds, which is the AHL affiliate and the Milwaukee Admirals. So it's going to be interesting to see this kid play, and uh, hopefully he can be very successful in Nashville as as successful as he was last season in the United States Hockey League. So that was my biggest deal of the draft. On to the Hockey Hall of Fame, the 2017 class, and JT, who are some of the big names that were on the, the list there? Well, the Hockey Hall of Fame uh, made the announcement a few days ago. Uh, so the big name that I think really, really deserves is Timu Solani, the Finnish Jet, as they call him. He is a legend. He played started with the Jets, then he was with the Ducks, with the Sharks, and then he finished his career with the Ducks, and he played to, I think he was, what, 42, 43 before he retired? So, Timu Solani, um, that's a big deal. Uh, Dave Anderchuk, he was the captain for the Tampa Bay Lightning. He helped led them to the their first Stanley Cup when they won it in the 2003-2004 season. You got Danielle Goyette, and you also got Paul Correa. Paul Correa, of course, he is the legend for the then-mighty Ducks of Anaheim, now the Anaheim Ducks. Uh he played for Colorado. He played for your Nashville Predators yeah. after the lockout, the first lockout. Uh, and he did pretty good with them for two yeah, seasons. Yeah, he did. He did. And then uh, he went to St. Louis before he retired. Uh, Mark Recchi, uh, he's had a stellar career in the NHL. Another good player. Uh, Claire Drake. And, of course, the Boston Bruins owner, Jeremy Jacobs. He's also going to be entered in the Hall of Fame this season. So, pretty cool. Very good. And so on to some contracts that happened um, over the past few days. So TJ Oshie is going nowhere. He's staying with the Washington Capitals for eight years. And he has a $46 million uh, Con- contract, contract there. Yeah, contract. That's what I was looking for. Uh, 40, up with the 40, $46 million contract there. So congratulations to TJ Oshie on that contract. And congratulations to the Caps as well. That's that's a good That's a good player to keep there. Well, we were very nervous because I, I personally I thought the Capitals were going to let him walk because because we were so tight with our salary cap structure. But the NHL did increase the cap uh, by a few million dollars, so it was enough where not only we could give T.J. Oshie a contract, even though eight years that's that's quite a lot to be honest. But 
I think TJ Oshie said, you know what, I want to finish my career as a capital because he's only played for one other team, the St. Louis Blues. So he scored 30 goals for us last season. Uh, I know he didn't get it done in the playoffs, but hopefully he'll be motivated now with his new contract that he'll uh, help the Capitals out for many years ago. I was reading an article on the Washington Post, and they were saying, you know, I want him to win many cups here. And I was shaking my head like, no. Why? But because we haven't won anything in the last decade. <laughs> Not in our 40-year history. But uh, other than presidents, trophies, as Dave Ringus tells me. But several. Several of those. Without the Stanley Without Cup. Without Stanley Cups. But... I hope T.J. Ochi proves me wrong, and he'll he'll get it done. And not only that, more importantly, with the salary cap increase, we're able to keep our some of our big players like Borkowski, Orlov, and uh, Kuznetsov. Those are more important. So the Caps looks like they're going to stay status quo. Ovechkin has not moved yet, but I think they're going to just give it one more go and see what happens. So Barry Trotz, let's do it, man. Let's get past that second round. And there's also a report out saying that Connor McDavid is discussing an eight-year, $106 million extension with the Oilers. That would be $13.25 million per season for him. So that is a very, very hefty pay- paycheck um, each year. So Well, Connor McDavid wants his money. He just got on the cover of NHL 18. Yeah, so. <laughs> and I, I think that he'll get it. I mean, if, if they're discussing it right now, that this should probably come to fruition pretty quickly with the Oilers, and they want to lock him up as quick as possible, too, because Connor looked very, very good last season, had some great stats in the league, and I think he'll be an even better player in the years to come as he progresses in the NHL. Last but not least, David Semenko, Dave Semenko uh, passed away at 59 due to his battle with cancer. He played 10 seasons with the, ten seasons with the Oilers. For, uh, two of them were in the World Hockey Association eight seasons in the NHL, and he also played in various teams, too, after that and before as well. So we want to send our condolences to the Semenko family for their loss. And Dave was a great player uh, for the NHL and a great teammate with uh, Wayne Gretzky, actually, with the Edmonton Oilers. So you have any thoughts about that, fellas? Well, you said the news just broke so yeah. uh, today. So I uh, just want to, again, uh, send my condolences to their family and uh, everything. Yeah. So now on to JT's football recap of the week. JT, the microphone is all yours. All right, guys. And on this week, the recap, the latest from the beautiful game. We are going to start with the Confederations Cup that's going on in Russia right now. So last time I talked about the first two matches. So I'm just going to give you a quick recap of the last group games as well as the results in the semifinals. So... On June 24th, Mexico came back to beat Russia 2-1 to to knock the host out of the tournament. Portugal beat New Zealand 4-0. And on June 25th, Germany beat Cameroon 3-1. Chile and Australia got a 1-1 draw. So, Mexico and Portugal advance out of Group A. And in Group B, it's Germany and Chile that advance. So, to the semifinal. So, June 28th, which was yesterday, we had a big match between Portugal and Chile. And this game was nil-nil, went to penalties, and Chile made all three of their penalty kicks to win the match. Cristiano Ronaldo, he didn't even get a chance to kick the ball in the net. And Portugal, they missed all their penalty kicks. So Chile will advance to the final and who they will play? Well, the game today was between Germany and Mexico. Germany defeated Mexico 4-1. to 
So the final will be on July 2nd. So you have Portugal against Mexico in the third place match. And then in the final, you will have Chile against Germany. So be on the lookout for the final this weekend. That will be on Sunday. Now over to Spain where Getafe, they defeated Tenerife in the Segunda Division playoff 3-2 on aggregate to clinch promotion to La Liga. They're their last team that had to go through a playoff to clinch it. So they will be in La Liga this upcoming season. Now on to transfer rumors. And there's really a lot of transfer rumors going on. Gianluigi Donnarumma, he was busy in the under-21 tournament for Italy. And in case you didn't hear, uh, the fans were throwing fake dollar bills at him because he initially declined his extension. Now he's saying he might renew it, but now he's claiming his Instagram account got hacked. So who knows? I don't know if Donnarumma's going to stay at AC Milan past this season. It looks like he's probably going to be on the go sooner rather than later. Alvaro Morata... He is still at Real Madrid. No news on that if he's going to move. Kane, he stayed at Tottenham. He's not leaving anytime soon. Ibra, no news to report on there. A lot of talk about Man United getting Matic from Chelsea. And Danny Alves, he's left Juventus. A lot of talk about him going to Man City. In case you also didn't hear, Will Ferrell, he was busy this week. I love Will Ferrell. Uh-huh. LAFC. And he was trying to recruit Chicharito to join his new team, LAFC, which starts next season. And he was talking. He said a video on YouTube, and he's talking to Chicharito in Spanish. It's hilarious. Oh, now, okay. I don't know if it's going to work to bring Chicharito over, but, hey, maybe it might be very interesting. And speaking of LAFC, they are also trying to get Wesley Snyder, the Dutchman, out of Galatasaray. So there's been a lot of talk about those two working out. So it's very possible he could come up cross to America next season for MLS. So we'll keep you updated on that. Now, we are going on to the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup because just like two weeks ago, we had some hashtag cup sets. And for the U.S. Open Cup, I'm just going to recap some scores for you real quick. So, Sporting Kansas City defeated Houston Dynamo 2-0. New England Revolution defeated DC United 2-1. The Miami FC, they upset Atlanta United 3-2. This was an amazing game. I watched this game last night. Uh, Miami FC was down 1-0, and then Atlanta, Miami, excuse me, yes, they were down 1-0, and then Miami came back. They were up 2-1. Atlanta tied the game late on the penalty kick, and then the last dying seconds, Poku scored the game-winning goal. The Christian the lead. Oh man, it was an amazing goal. You gotta listen to this, guys. By Miami. Ball is set forward to Poku. Poku one on one. Poku inside the box. It's in the net. It's in the net. Miami FC at the death. Miami FC has taken this game. Poku. Wow, amazing game down there in Miami. Now, the next match, the New York Red Bulls played the Philadelphia Union. It was 1-1 with the penalty kicks. New York Red Bulls defeated Philadelphia Union 6-4 on penalties. And then the other cup set, FC Cincinnati, who broke a record. They had over 32,000 fans at this game against the Chicago Fire. And it was an amazing game. It was 0-0 with the penalty kicks. And... Chicago Fire, the only person that made their penalty kick was Bastion Schweinsteiger. But FC Cincinnati... They made three of theirs to clinch it. Um, 
Their goalie, he was amazing. He made 10 saves in that game for FC Cincinnati. So they will move on to the next round. The LA Galaxy, they defeated Sacramento Republic 2-0. And the San Jose Earthquakes defeated the Seattle Sounders 2-1. So here is your next matchup. San Jose Earthquakes take on the LA Galaxy. Sporting Kansas City takes on FC Dallas. The Miami FC will be hosting FC Cincinnati. And the New England Revolution will be taking on the New York Red Bulls in the quarterfinals. All right, now we're going to talk about some Orlando City. You pumped up for that, Bob? So, wait, before we get to this Orlando City thing, um, we have a very special guest on the air with us, um, (laughs) Uncle Bobby. Um, Hello, everybody out there. (laughs) He is known as Uncle Bobby here at Disney Vacation Club, and he's here joining us to talk a little bit about Orlando City. But first, let's give him the recap on the game, JT, and then we'll go over to Bobby for his hot take on this situation. All right, well, Orlando City, they had a game this past Saturday up in Chicago, and they got hammered 4-0 up in Chicago. Orlando City just had a rough day. Uh, Everything was going up and off the rails. And Chicago, they've been one of the hottest teams in MLS. They are in second place right now, right behind Toronto FC. And Orlando City, they've been up and down. They had a loss, draw, draw, loss draw so they've dropped some points here and there um orlando city hopefully they'll be able to bounce back tomorrow tomorrow they will be in salt lake city taking on real salt lake it's gonna be on tomorrow at 9 30 eastern on espn so the biggest thing this week is we have this new segment now um uncle bobby's uh scam of the week (laughs) and the scam of the week this week is orlando city bob tell us why it's a scam all right, so my uh, explanation is it's the Phil Rawlings curse. Okay. And the reason why I'm saying that is because he pretty much got Orlando City started. He brought him here. He got uh, the support to get the uh, MLS franchise to come here. And uh, basically, he's the reason why they're here. And after, don't know the whole full story, but after it was announced that his uh, him and his wife were getting divorced, he uh, pretty much, uh, I don't know if he's called a step down or not, but they made him a lifetime ambassador. Oh. And now he's uh, moved, and he moved out to either Colorado or somewhere. Somewhere. No, it's Colorado. It's Colorado. Okay, I know he moved. But, yeah, so now he's not even here no more, and I just don't understand why. So my philosophy is ever since that happened, uh, Orlando City, I think, has only won one game, and they've lost and drawed the rest. So I think that's the curse. I mean, I've been in Orlando most of my life, and uh, all the sports franchises here – uh, I've never done too well. Um, the only one that did what would be the original Orlando Solar Bears, uh, the first hockey franchise until that franchise folded. Uh, they won their championship that year they were here. But as far as everything else, uh, I mean, the Orlando Renegades, uh, they were the uh, USFL team. And the best thing about them was Rage the Wonder Horse. Yeah, he was Lee Corso was a coach, and I met him one time, and I told him to bring the Razor Wonder Horse back, but he was the best thing for the, <laughs> about the whole thing about the stadium, because I remember I went to a game, and uh, it was probably 20000 there at the uh, old uh, Citrus Bowl, and uh, the halftime entertainment was people on uh, yoga mats uh, doing exercises, and that oh. showed you how bad it was. And, yeah, that's awful. And when ESPN was filming the game, the... Uh, the uh, truck broke down that they had the uh, camera in the back and so they push it back and forth as a, a, a Dotson and it broke down during the game so the guys were trying to push it back and forth to do the f- uh, filming of the uh, game as it was going on so but that's my take on the Orlando City uh, it's really sad what happened to Phil Rollins and uh, 
That's my take on why they're not uh, doing very well. The Rollins curse is the hashtag scam of the week. That's so, it. So, Uncle That's Bobby, it. thank you so much for no that. No problem there. Uh, JT, let's continue with the football recap of the week. Well, like I mentioned, hopefully Orlando City will bounce back. But so let's talk about Orlando Pride. The ladies have been pretty busy this week. The Orlando Pride, they lost on Saturday against the Houston Dash 2-0. Um, they had a game yesterday against Sky Blue FC up in New Jersey. And they won that game 3-2. That game was pretty crazy because Sky Blue FC, Orlando City scored first. I'm sorry, Orlando City, Orlando Pride, excuse me. And then the Sky Blue FC, they were up 2-1 to one late in the game. Uh, Kelly O'Hara got a goal. And Samantha Curry got a goal to keep them up 2-1. And then Orlando Pride, the ladies, got two late goals. One from Marta in the 77th minute and one from Rachel Hill in the 86th minute to give them the 3-2 victory. And this is huge because Orlando Pride, they are now in sixth place. Alex Morgan is still recovering from her hamstring injury. But we're right there. We're only two points out of the playoff spot, which is the fourth spot. So we're right behind Seattle rain and sky blue fc so we're getting up points we'll see the ladies keep it going throughout the summer and let's do let's see what i got here one news note i will mention is is that san diego is apparently going to be an expansion team for the north american soccer league yes bob that that league still exists even though they have eight teams a lot less than back in the 60s 70s and 80s the league almost died this winter and, it should die and ussf decided to give them a uh a, a waiver to keep it alive and they announced orange county in may and now they're getting san diego this month a lot of people thought san diego was going to be an mls team but san diego recently decided that for the mls bid they're going to delay that vote until a special election vote until next year, 2018. And MLS, they're going to announce two expansion teams this year, and then they're going to announce two other expansion teams next year. So San Diego, for now, it's going to be an NASL town up in North County. The reason why this is a big deal is because you have four active uh, soccer players, Demba Ba, Eden Hazard, Johan Kabai, and Musao. Uh, they are going to be investors and owners for this team. So that's very exciting. Uh, San Diego's been without professional soccer for quite a while. So this is going to be a big deal for them. And maybe this will bring them up uh, down the road in the NASL. So we'll see what happens. Bob, you want to chime in on this? Yeah, so uh, my take on San Diego is, <laughs> talk about another scam. Um, I don't understand the whole deal because this is a double I, feature found today. Out, <laughs> I found out about the Chargers, why the Chargers did not get the vote to stay. Uh-oh. Uh, I met some people from there, and they did not include all of San Diego itself. They just did the city limits. San Diegoites. So basically, that's why the Chargers didn't get the funding for a new stadium. Huh. So how do they think they're going to get an MLS franchise? I don't, I'm, you know, beats me. The scam of the week number two. That's right. That's a good question, Bob. But like I said, we'll have to find out. I think something like went that very similar with St. Louis when they voted for the stadium. Remember MLS, and they got shot down because they only included the city limits and not the metro part right. of St. Louis. That's why it looks highly unlikely St. Louis is going to get an MLS anytime soon. All right, well, let me go ahead and finish up with some quick hits for my football recap of the week. Just to give a recap of the MLS games this past weekend, Atlanta United beat Colorado Rapids 1-0. Philadelphia Union beat the D.C. United 1-0. 
Columbus Crew beat Montreal Impact 4-1. Minnesota United and Vancouver Whitecaps got a 2-2 draw. As I already mentioned, Chicago Fire beat Orlando City 4-0. LA Galaxy and Sporting Kansas City. Sporting Kansas City won 2-1 over the Galaxy. And the San Jose Earthquakes beat Real Salt Lake 2-1. And in the big rivalry, Portland Timbers and Seattle Sound in the Cascadia Cup. Portland Timbers had a late goal, 2-1. And then Clint Dempsey scored a late goal to get a 2-2 draw in that rivalry there in the Cascadia Cup. As far as some games to watch this week, I already mentioned the Confederations Cup finals, so be an eye out on that. And the only other games I would mention to keep an eye out for this weekend is FC Dallas against Toronto FC. Speaking of Toronto FC, they did win the Canadian Championship last night over the Montreal Impact, so they clinch a spot in the CONCACAF Champions League. And of course, the California Classico, San Jose Earthquakes against the LA Galaxy. That will be a big game to watch. And then over in the NASL, Miami FC, they take on North Carolina FC on Tuesday. The New York Cosmos will take on Indy 11. So those are some of the games that I recommend you keep an eye out for this weekend. As that will conclude my football recap of the week. JC, the entire time we were doing the football recap of the week, I noticed you were really, really quiet over there. Oh, I was zoned out the entire time. Yeah, I, I you know. Z's over there? <laughs> <laughs> just, a, just a few. Just a few Z's. I heard. Uh, you can tell he's young because when you're old like me, you don't, you don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go to some baseball news. It's Euro became the oldest player to play center field at 43 years old yesterday in the game with the Marlins and broke Ricky Henderson's record. So congratulations to him. Um, Tim Tebow, JC's man. Because, okay, so JC, like we've said the entire show, JC is a Florida Gator, a proud Florida Gator. I am a great Florida Gator fan. (laughs) I am the the greatest of Florida Gators fans. Yes. So So, you're a real alumni, not a fake one? uh, He's a real alumni. I am almost an alumni. He's He's still there. No, because uh, like, like I've always found out that uh, alumni is just pay them and you're alumni. Yeah, you or to score or, or anything, you know, or you just it, say, so. "Hey, I like Florida." No, no, I'm Florida saying to get a lot, the, so I'm just gonna, you know, be a fan, bandwagon no, no, fan. No, to get the get the alumni status, if you just pay your alumni, it doesn't mean that's you weird. went there. That's you know, weird. And it's just yeah, that's the way it is. So that's weird. I'm um, gonna earn my right to be an alumni. <laughs> oh yeah, paid <laughs> yes, yet? He is. Well, I paid for school. That's what I'm saying. But oh, I'm, you know, okay. Yes. You know what I'm saying? He paid I, for I, school. I thought you meant that you could just literally pay your way and say you're an alumni. No, no, it's title. like <laughs> no, it's like they they always ask for you know all, pretty much probably all colleges ask for you know donations. You know, you want to be an alumni, you don't have to be there. You go oh. there. Yeah, you I'm know. not going to give a single dollar after I graduate. Right, so there you go. <laughs> you gave you gave a lot of dollars to go to that college. I've given so too many dollars. That you know, I've earned my right. Time yeah. and money is a valuable well, thing. Well, students automatic anyway. True. So, so um, Tim Tebow got called up by the New York Mets to their single A team, the Port St. Lucie Port St. Lucie Mets, and they will play the Florida Fire Frogs in Kissimmee next month, July 21st through 24th. So, JC, you going to the game? Probably not. Okay. I don't care too much for Tim Tebow in his MLB career. Well, but, you know, Tim Tebow, I know there was a lot of debate about if they got if he got promoted, even though, because I heard he wasn't doing well. In he, had the, like a, he had a two twenty two batting average. Mm-hmm. He had, what, three home runs? Over, this like, what, 66 games yeah, or something? He, he, yeah, he wasn't playing very well. But he did get a home run last night yeah. in his debut well, for... 
the well, Port St. Lucie I know why he got called up. That's what happened last time, too. They, mm-hmm. He got called up to get jersey sales up. That's what they well, got called the up. Well, the Mets aren't doing so hot right now. No, no. No, the Mets They want him in September. Own. That's when they want him. Yeah. No, the Mets don't own the uh, Columbia team he was on, uh, but they own the Port St. Lucie okay. single A team. So this is revenue for them. Money, because money, ticket money, sales money. have already gone up, and according to Kissimmee, their ticket sales have gone up for those games already. Well, I'm sure they have. So Not only that, they're doing promotion night. You got Star Wars. first pitch happy hour on Friday. You got Star Wars night on July 22nd, Saturday. Okay? You got Christmas in July on Sunday. And then you got $3 margaritas on Monday. JT's so very passionate about this promotion. They're go for it, man. He's very passionate about yeah, the Tim Star Tebow. Star Wars Knights is going to have the lead Shout out there. to my boy, Daddy's Cruz. Daddy's yeah, Cruz yeah. at the, the Fire Frogs. The, yeah. Star for, the Star Wars Knights are going to have the Legion there. Oh, that's, that's cool. cool. The 501st. 501st is going to be there. That's awesome. So. Okay, pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. Um, and then the Florida Gators, speaking of Florida Gators, they beat the LSU Tigers to win their first College World Series title. Third try. Florida finally got it done. There you go. They've been to the College World Series, I believe this is the 12th time, and they've lost every single time. Last year, they had like four first-rounders, and they just gave up completely. This is their third going to the uh, championship. Yes. And it's funny. It was uh, 2005, 2011, and 2017. Mm-hmm. So they went every yeah. six years. That's, That's awesome. Third, yeah. That's awesome. So hey, congratulations to them. That was a really cool uh, series there between the Tigers and the Gators, and they definitely deserve to win that. So congratulations to them. That's probably the only time I'll ever say congratulations to the Gators <laughs> because I am a diehard Tennessee fan. Um, I'm sorry. So, well, miscellaneous news. Oh. I was just going to mention real quick that yes. with Florida Gators winning the College World Series, they are now the fourth school to win a football t- title, national championship, a basketball national championship, and now a baseball national championship. Wow. The other schools were Ohio State, UCLA, and Michigan. And but Florida's I, the only team to do it in this millennia. But also, oh, I, think okay. he, I think they're the only uh, SEC team to win all majors. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. Very good. Well... Congratulations to them. So, on to some miscellaneous news. Uh, JT, what about some cricket? Well, I forgot to mention this last week. Sorry, Luis. But Pakistan did defeat India in the ICC (laughs) Champions Trophy Cup in England to win. (laughs) ICC? ICC Champions Trophy. Okay. They won it. So, Continue. just wanted to mention that because I forgot that. So, congratulations, Pakistan. Okay. Congratulations. Um, also, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is racing his final race at Daytona um, at the Coke Zero 400 race on July 1st. And Brian Finnegan's actually going from D- Disney Vacation Club, so he's going to have a good time there. He might run into our manager, Kim, while he's there, but, you know. But the word out is that uh, Jr. said that he might do uh, fill-ins, um, which means that could be like a Jeff Gordon scenario where he retired um, and then he came back last year pretty quickly in for I think he did about four or five races I believe is yeah. what he did yeah so that that could happen it reminds uh, me I was at Great Movie Ride um, at the very beginning of my Disney career and there was a night where it was my last my last night as a college program intern okay I got on this vehicle I had a lot of friends on the vehicle I felt like that was my last show drove through got done got off the vehicle my coordinator walks up straight to me. I had like 30 minutes left in my shift and said, you're taking another vehicle. And I was like, what? So I was kind of like a substitute in that situation. 
to where I was, I said that was my last CP show, right. and then my next show was my first seasonal show. See? Oh, I see. see. I was a substitute then. Oh, I thought you were going to say you had, like, Dale Warner Jr. was on it. That's why they were doing it. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Well, no, okay. no, no, no. Right. no, no. Right. That wasn't it at all. Um, <laughs> last but not least, Usain Bolt is finally retiring, and this will be his last running, uh, last season running track and field. So what do you guys think about that? Well, right now, Usain Bolt is in the Czech Republic doing uh, race races out there. Uh, he did win the 100 meters, uh, and he's just, you know, focused on trying to, to finish the season. Uh, he's already announced after the Olympics that this was his last Olympics, so we will not see him in your homeland, Uncle Bobby, in Tokyo in 2020. Oh, well, no problem there. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good showman, I can tell you. Yes, he is. He's a very yeah. good showman. I think I'm going to miss him a lot in the Olympics. The Olympics, right. he's, he's fantastic. So, I mean, I, even if you're not from Jamaica, you love seeing him run. He, he's a fantastic runner. And um, we're truly going to miss him during the Olympics. Yeah, I think uh, if you go back to the Olympics, I think the one he reminds me of for that type of, of, of that attitude and the way he was uh, great at what he did was uh, Michael Johnson at the yeah. Atlanta Games. Yeah. You know, the way he ran and everything. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, fantastic stuff. Um, so now we're going to go into our segments. Our first segment is winners and losers. So since JT and I do this every week, we're going to do ours first, and you guys will have time to figure out what your winners and losers are going to be for the week. That means so you'll pick a winner of the week and a loser of the week based on sports headlines this week. Just kind of you know throw something out there. If, if, if it's not sports, it's not sports. It's fine. So whatever you want to think, think about it for a few minutes. JT and I are going to do ours first. Uh, JT, I'll go with mine sure. first. So my first winner is going to be Michael Vick for throwing 547 yards and eight touchdowns during his inaugural flag football game last night. Phenomenal stats, and it's it's one of those things that, man, it's so cool to watch him play the game of football, even if it is a flag football game. It's still really cool to see him on a football field lighting it up like he used to in Atlanta. And my loser of the week and every week is LeVar Ball. Um, being on World Wrestling Entertainment uh, on Monday night, he was on the mic in the in the square ring, and he, uh, yeah, he like took off his shirt. He was being crazy, um, a weird kid. So I don't like Levar Ball at all. Um, JT, your winners and losers. So my winners. That was a dramatic pause. <laughs> oh man! I was waiting waiting on faded breath for your answer. <laughs> Continue. No, so my winner this week is, well, I got to give it to ESPN for finally deciding to broadcast uh, the U.S. Open Cup match last night on for FC Cincinnati against the Chicago Fire. This was a big deal because originally, when I mentioned this last week, my final thoughts, it was going to be on ESPN, but a lot of the apologies is going to be on ESPN2. And at the last minute, they announced, you know what? We're going to bump it to ESPN. Good job, guys. That was a great call. You got a lot of viewers to watch this game. And I hope, like Taylor Trellin was mentioning last night after the game, that these ESPN and these other networks will get into putting more money, U.S. soccer, putting in more money in this tournament to uh, get more people to watch it. Like the round of 16, the quarterfinals, semifinals, the finals. Like we want to see everything. And soccer's growing in this country. It's growing in Cincinnati and Nashville. And we know it's growing here in Orlando. Right, Uncle Bobby? That's it, man. That's it. <laughs> so, Even with the curse, it's growing yes. every single day. Yeah. Yes. So ESPN, kudos to you. You guys are my winner of the week. So my loser this week, unfortunately, once again, has to be my boy, Phil Jackson. As you know, he got 
kicked out. They mutually agreed to part ways. And James Dolan made a decision, well, I'm not going to get rid of Carmelo Anthony. It's not going to happen. So, you know what? You got to go. So, Phil Jackson, you know, he's disappointed. And Phil Jackson, you were there with the Knicks for three seasons. Three seasons. And they were, all those seasons, you had more than 50 losses. And no wonder why uh, Spike Lee on Instagram yesterday was cheering, hallelujah, hallelujah. So, I don't know if the Knicks are going to be able to turn it around. We'll have to wait and see, but... Not this season. Uh, Phil Jackson, you're out. So, hey, maybe Magic Johnson, he's trying to put the old Lakers back together. So, maybe you might be able to be a consultant and help them out. But didn't work in New York, man. It didn't work. Okay, so who is next? JC or Bobby? Uncle Bobby. Okay. Uncle Bobby's next. All right. So, my winner is uh, Warren Sapp. Uh, he announced that he is going to donate his uh, brain to the CTE uh, program. Okay. Um, after he passes away uh, to check for the... Uh, Hopefully not anytime soon. Well, yeah, just whatever. But, I mean, when yes. he passed away, but he already announced that because, uh, as you know, he had a you know he had a good NFL career, even though it was marred by his uh, alleged uh, drug use when he was a hurricane with uh, Miami, and mm-hmm. uh, that kind of made his draft stock go down. But he was able to get a Super Bowl. There you go uh, with the Bucks, and he was a local boy, so it was really really good to see that he announced that. Um, my loser of the week would be uh, Levar Ball, also, mm-hmm. and the reason why is um, is I met someone whose kids go to school with his youngest son. Uh-oh. And they're saying that he is the better of all three at basketball. Uh-oh. Okay? Ooh. Anyway, so... Ooh. Disagree completely. Oh, no. But anyway... <laughs> no, but here's the issue. Here's why it's the loser. You saw what he did at the draft mm-hmm. and what he's done already. He's yep. got another son, Gal, going to UCLA, right? Starting mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. Okay? And now when he goes pro, we're going to go through again. And he's got another one still in school. All right? Jeez. In high school. Yeah. So He was busy. But my understanding is from the people I talked to, they said the one that is in high school is the better of all three hmm. at that level. Okay. So I don't know if it progressed when he goes to, to college UCLA and, for yeah. the one year, Yeah, yeah. which is the way it is now, one and done, you know. Mm-hmm. But So that's my loser. It'll be, we'll have two more uh, times of a LeVar Ball uh, with his With his sons. Hat. Yep. And his... Big baller brand. His shoes and everything. Stay yeah. in your lane. So that's my loser, so... <laughs> All right. All right. JC, you're up next. Well, you guys are going to hate this because my <laughs> winner of the week is LeVar Ball. He got his son's name. He's got all three of his son's names in the news. The middle son is terrible at basketball, and okay. he got him a, a scholarship at UCLA. Mm-hmm. So at least I don't even know his name, but I know he's he's he exists. I think it's LaMelo or something No, LaMelo like is the small one. LaMelo is the, uh, is the, the youngest the one. The youngest okay. one. He dropped okay. 92 okay. in a game, and even though that there was some controversy behind that one, he's still got his name out there too. But okay. Yeah, he's got he's built this incredible brand for his family, and he I love him so much. What he did at the Monday Night Raw the other night, where he was just walking around was in, that, in that uh, Vince McMahon walk, he was ridiculous. That was incredible. I loved it. He was like doing so like contortionist much. stuff and everything. It was he weird. took his shirt off, and he's he actually kind of yoked. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and who is your loser of the week? My, my loser of the week, uh, LSU. Okay. Oh, I hate LSU. <laughs> ever since, ever since that hurricane where they forced us to move that game, where we lost two home games because of that, because we rescheduled yeah, and lost right. the game yeah, with Presbyterian. Mm-hmm. They forced us. They mocked us. They made fun of us. They did everything to make us feel horrible and pressured us to move that game. So we moved it to them. We gave in. We gave them that home game, and we killed them. <laughs> LSU, they officially have the Florida Gators curse. This is what hap- has happened since that game. Mike the Tiger, dead. Their basketball sucked. Les Miles fired. 
unfired, then refired immediately. They screwed UF out of that game and lost at home. They hired Ed Orgeron. He's going to suck. <laughs> then they lost the College World Series to UF. When they basically had home field advantage for that one, too, because UF fans did not show up for that, and LSU filled the stadium. True. Still lost. <laughs> I think you're a younger version of Uncle Bobby. That's, that, I think that's what's going on here. <laughs> so, uh, basically, I do not like LSU. Okay. I can't tell at all. I really can't. Um, so, <laughs> that was good. Good job, guys. Uh, so, now to final thoughts. JT, what's your final thought? Well, my final thought's going to be just a quick update real quick. Uh, according to the Orlando Sentinel, uh, Alex Morgan is healthy, so she will make her debut this Saturday for the Orlando Pride for their next match. Um my final thought is going to talk a little bit about, you know, this tournament called here in Stateside. It's called the Gold Cup. Uh, me and Dylan, we are going to be at the game on July 12th in Tampa yes. for the U.S. Men's National Team. They will be taking on Martinique. Uh, U.S. Men's National Team is going to be pretty busy this week. They will be in Hartford, Connecticut to take on Ghana for their friendly. And then next week, Dylan, they're going to be in your town, Smashville, oh. to take on Panama for their opener. I think this is just an extension of... The- Gold Cup. The football recap of the week. So I don't think this is final thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> no, my final thought is on the U.S. men's national team, but okay. they did announce their roster. Okay. Uh, so they got some interesting... Uh, the biggest interesting draw for the roster is they got Dom Dwyer. And Dom Dwyer, he, he was born in England. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came stateside, mm-hmm. and he, uh, he he lived here. He, he did the process, got his citizenship. I believe he got it last year. Okay. So he got called up to the team. Uh, so he's going to be playing for the uh, national team. So that's very exciting for him. Um, Bruce Arena is pretty much going with a young squad because he's pretty much going with a young squad because uh, a lot of the knowns like Bradley, Dempsey, Altador, you know, they played so well they're going to get a rest. Uh, you got Kellen Acosta. Kellen Acosta, I didn't find it out until the other day. He's like, he's half Japanese. So he would have been eligible to play for the Japanese national team, but he. Shows play for the U.S. Mm-hmm. You got Juan Agadello, so he's doing really good. Alejandro Bedoya, he's going to be playing on the team. Matt Beezer, of course. Uh, Omar Gonzalez, our goalie, Brad Guzan, he's going to be the starter for most of these games. Dax McCarty with the Chicago Fire, he's going to be good. And, of course, Jordan Morris, the youngster out of the Seattle Sounders. So I think the U.S. men's announced team is going to really go for it for the Gold Cup. They lost that opportunity because we won it. We won it in 2013, and Mexico won in 2015. Then we had to play in that CONCACAF playoff, and we lost to Mexico. So I think the U.S. men's national team is going to really go for it and win it, and then they'll win it again in 2019 to get us to whatever, if the Confederation Cup is going to still be going on in Qatar by 2021. So that's going to be the goal. So I just want to wish the U.S. men's national team good luck, and let's go win it. Let's go win the Gold Cup. Let's do it. All right, well, uh, my final thought for the week is thanking JC and Uncle Bobby for being here today. Uh, we really appreciate you guys being on the show. It's fantastic. And uh, thanks for listening to the show, guys. This is Out of Bounds with Dylan James. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Our Twitter handle is OOB Podcast. Our Facebook is Out of Bounds with Dylan James. Uh, we also are on SoundCloud. We're on Stitcher. We're on iTunes. We're on uh, Google Play. So follow us on all of those. Listen to us. Rate us five stars on iTunes and leave a review as well. 
And you can always email me at Dylan at outofboundspodcast.com for suggestions, feedback, anything to make this show better. We are always open to anything, any any comments and suggestions. So definitely email us there. JT, what is your social media handle? Handles. <laughs> you can reach me on Twitter. My Twitter is at JTSaka88. That's J-T-S-O-C-K-A-88. You can email me at JT at outofboundspodcast.com. You can also reach out to me on my personal sports blog. It's called JTTheSportsGuy.com. JC, do you want to share your Twitter handle as well? Well, first of all, do not follow me on Twitter. <laughs> Whatever you do, do not follow me on Twitter at the uh, Twitter handle at John Cameron Hall. Please do not. I swear. Please. I have too many followers. I can't keep up with it. Reverse Please. psychology. Please do not. I like this. Bobby, do you have a Twitter handle? Uncle Bobby. Okay, so I did have a Twitter handle, but it didn't go very good because it was called Ball Washer for Hire. And I was standing next to a, uh, I was standing next to a uh, ball washer on a golf course because I was the uh, golf cart attendant out with these guys who were playing, and I don't play. And so that was my, and I had a hoodie on and everything, and I don't think it worked very good. I never got anybody following me or tweeting me, so, so I deleted that, so maybe I should do one. Uh, my Facebook is uh, just Bob Peters, and uh, it's there's really no picture on there. It's like a drawing on there. So it's maybe I'll do a picture now. So it's I don't a know. Scam. But anyway, yeah. So I really don't do much on social media. Usually when I comment, no one comments back like JT, you know, I, or, you know, I, or Dylan, you know, I comment on their, uh, you know, their great show and they like don't even get back to me. And it's well, like, you know, what's the freaking point? Hey, you know? you're here though. And then when they when they had the contest to name it. I put a bunch of names on there and never got thinking back saying, you're a loser, dude. You didn't win. You know, they just, you know, picked a winner and it's like, you know, at least contact everybody and say, hey, you didn't win. You know, you're a loser. I'm, I'm used to that, you know, so, you know, so no problem. But I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. And uh, I still uh, am uh, uh, offering to help financially because oh. I am 56. I am single. Oh. Oh. And if I am 56, I am single. I do have money. because uh, Not like these uh, people in here, here that are go. in their 20s and 30s whoa, and they're uh, whoa, whoa. Dating and stuff, or they're trying to date like JT, you know. And so uh, what you're saying is, any ladies out there that want to follow Bob Peters or even oh, ask him out on a date? No, nah, I don't. Bo- Bob no, Peters I on Facebook. Go. No, I go on one date a decade. Oh, okay. All right, and we still have three years left in this decade, and I haven't gone out yet, so I still got a long time to wait. But and he's still looking for that date from those three. Well, no, years. if uh, no, so if I tell the history of my last looking. my last dating from uh, the last decade, uh, they'll make people run away. After I tell you what happened. I'm going to have to do that next show anyway and tell you yeah. what happened. Buddy. Fantastic. Okay, well, thanks for listening to the show, guys. And uh, we will definitely be doing this again next week. Enjoy the sports. <laughs>